This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. So Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to read this, and then I'm just going to pray over the word here, and we're going to jump right into our our new series here, Multiply. Um, Look at your neighbor and say, we don't die, we multiply. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read uh, Genesis chapter 1 and, and verse 26. Let's read this and then we'll pray. Um, all right, are you there? If you're there, say, I got it. Okay, this is our second, second um, sermon in this series about multiply and God's intention for, for your life, every part of your life. Okay, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Uh, then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, our, our, capital O, speaks of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. (laughs) Sorry, just had a thought. I don't know where I was with my wife, but we heard some fluttering. My wife was like, is that a bird? And uh, she don't like stuff flying around her hair or anything, even if they're little bugs and whatnot. We have authority over those. We don't need to fear those things. Amen? amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay. So let them, let them have dominion over the fish of the air, over the birds of the air, or, uh, or the fish of the sea, birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all. Everybody say all. Over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them, both of them in the image of God. Verse 28, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every, somebody say every, every living thing that moves on the earth. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this word, and I thank you, God, that there's people in here that they didn't come in here to get a nice little glass of milk. They didn't come in here just for some bread, but they came in here for some meat. And so, Father, I pray that I would speak not from the outer court, the inner court, but I'd speak from the Holy of Holies. And, Lord, that I would, by your grace and your spirit, that you would give me the capacity to serve food from your table. And Lord, I just pray that we are transformed into the image of Jesus um, as a result of receiving your holy word into us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen. Amen. Okay. And so let's go back here. This is what we're just really going to just talk about today, about multiply, about the fact that God created you. And this is from the onset of creation. This is how he started with man. Okay, this is how he started the whole thing. Genesis, in the beginning was God. This is Genesis chapter 1, the first book, the first chapter in the Bible. And this is what he said about you from the inception of creation of man and woman. And so if you look here at verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion. The first thing God said about man when he mentions creation of of the human race, the first thing the Bible mentions with respect to being created in the likeness of God is to have dominion over. 
The first thing, dominion. Now, I know that's like a scary word nowadays, and we use the word domineering, which is not what we're talking about here. Um, anybody ever been in a domineering relationship? Or maybe you just know somebody that was that way. That is not what we're talking about, okay? And that's a negative form of this word. But when God created man, all men, not a certain type of man, not just a white man, somebody say amen. amen. But all men, not just man, but women, dominion dominion over meaning God's like look I am God I am over all things and man is under me and as a result of that I give them authority they are not victims by nature the way you were created you were not created to be less than you were created to have dominion over Jesus reiterates this on a spiritual level and he says that I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and nothing by any means shall harm you that you have authority over the devil. You have authority over, um, over any kind of thing you've ever walked through or been through. Any other um, kind of negative situation. The, from the onset of creation, God gave uh, dominion to rule over it, to humanity. And I'm just going to break this down if you're taking notes. When it says dominion over, it's, it's really talking about two things here. That God has given you this right here. Here it is. Influence and responsibility. How many of you know there's people out there with influence and they are very irresponsible? Somebody say amen. And so God has given humanity. He's given every person in this room. He's given you dominion over something. Not, not domineering, but authority with influence. But you are responsible for how you carry it out. I have authority in my home. I am the head of my home. But I am responsible for the outcome of my wife's life to some degree, every part of her life. I ultimately influence equates to responsibility. And we're going to talk about multiply. We'll get there at the end of the service. <laughs> I know it's the title of the message, but we're getting there. I did that last week too. I said, we'll talk about multiply at the end. But we're getting there. Multiply is the result of something. Um, that authority um, and, and having dominion, you are responsible I am the pastor of this local community. I will stand before God on the outcome of this community. Not just when I go to be with him one day, which I am looking forward to, by the way, that I am going to be in heaven one day. And not because I'm a pastor, but because I have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen. But I'm accountable. I'm accountable. I have influence. I'm on a platform. I have influence. I'm, you know, I've been given something, that, but that is really a responsibility. It's influence and responsibility. We're accountable for the authority and influence God has given to us by God. I'm going to say it again. We're accountable for the authority and influence given to us by God. We're responsible to leverage our influence to make our world better. You as a born-again believer, you as a person in Christ, you have influence. And God is saying you're responsible that you leverage your influence for the sake of making this world a better place. Whatever that might mean, however that might roll out, you, uh, human, you are a human. Humans, my goodness. Look at what God said about them from the beginning. If you ever seen the Chronicles of Narnia, you know, all those other creatures were like, whoa, the humans are here. You ever notice that? Like, they have this authority in that world. 
And that, you know what, that book C.S. Lewis wrote, like these were just kids and they were, he was like, you know, the, the other creatures in, the, in Narnia were like, oh, your majesty. And she was like, what? I'm... And, and, and I, I believe C.S. Lewis was onto something there that I believe you at times, us at times, discredit what God put on us from the beginning. That you ought to walk with your shoulders back and your head up. I have been called to have dominion over <laughs> I, I'm a person of a th- dignity. I am nobility. Got royalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. Come on, somebody. I'm a king. I said it backwards, didn't I? But I have, I have royalty in my DNA. In Christ. I, there's a king inside of me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Jesus there is royalty. I am a holy nation. A, we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. That when you go into the marketplace, you go engage with people in your world, you have royalty in your DNA. That you are a king's kid. You, if he is the king of kings, he's the big K king. You're the little K kings and queens. Come on, ladies. Somebody say amen. amen. Royalty from the onset. God said, I'm going to make him in my image to have dominion over. There's a lot in, in the image of God. But the first thing God said was dominion over authority. Authority. When Jesus came, he destroyed death, hell, and the grave. And he gave us that same authority. He gave you the same authority. He gave you the same authority. You're an ambassador. You're an ambassador. You have been given that authority. We're responsible to leverage our influence to make our world a better place. Look at verse 27. We're just going to hang out in Genesis here today. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Just reiterates it again. Male and female. He created them. He created him. Okay. All right. Look at your neighbor and say God made this. Come on, say it with confidence. Look at somebody and say, God made this. <laughs> created. All right, you're created. You're created. You've been fashioned. Like I said a couple weeks ago, man was created from dirt. And then God took the rib outside of the man, went over here and did something to the woman. Just made her something special so that Adam was like, whoa, man. Right? It's like, whoa, man. Like, come over here, Eve. Right? And so you're created in the image of God. You're created in the image of God. You're created. You create it. And I don't just mean physically created, because the word created in the Hebrew, it means chosen. It just doesn't mean that God made you physically. Creation in a physical sense, from a Hebrew perspective, creation means that God has chosen you to be here. That you, you weren't just fashioned. You weren't just, that your parents physically, your mother physically birthed you, that you, the word created, it literally means in the Hebrew, chosen, which speaks of identity. And that's why um, suicide is such a lie of the devil, because you're going against what God did, because God, God says, I've chosen you to be here. And then for you to take your life, you're saying, no, God, you didn't choose me to be here. Now it's heartbreaking, and I don't. I, and I understand to some degree what's going on in some people when they do that. I've experienced those thoughts myself before. 
But, but create the fact that you're here and you're breathing tells you that God said, I want you to go down there and be born. That you aren't just created biologically and physiologically and scientifically, whatever it is in a physical sense, that, that you are here because you've been chosen to be here. That God put his hand on you and he has chosen you. God creating us in a physical sense also means that he affirms and validates us in a spiritual and emotional sense. That I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here. I've been chosen. I didn't even ask to be here. I didn't even ask to be here. I didn't ask to be born in the family I was born in. But I was chosen to. I wasn't asked to grow up where I grew up. But I was chosen to. Right? And, and from the inception, I, you know, regardless of what you were born in, God chose you to be here. This church didn't choose you. I didn't choose you. Your mama didn't choose you. But God did. From the beginning, created in his image, chosen to be here. You're chosen to be here. This, the fact that you're here, um, even just theologically, creation, create means he chose you to be in his image in the time and place you were in. All right? And that word image, I'm, I'm, I'm almost getting to my first point. Hold, hang on with me, church. But it says in his image and likeness. This is what it means. Image is representation. Meaning, meaning in his image means I represent God. And, and likeness means I resemble God. I look like God. Oh. Look at your neighbor and say, I look like God. <laughs> You're created to represent him and to resemble him. I look like God and I'm here to represent God. Right? And so that, this is identity here. If we can get this down, that man, I'm chosen. And Jesus said it. John chapter 15, verse 16. One of my favorite verses. Kind of interesting that our address here is 15, 16. But John 15, 16 says this. It said, Jesus said, you didn't choose me. You didn't choose me, Jennifer. You didn't choose me, Ashley. You didn't choose me, Janae. I chose you. You didn't choose me, Denise. You didn't choose me, Richard. You didn't choose me, D. Didn't choose me, Tina. Didn't choose me, Uncle Zari. I chose you. I chose you. You didn't choose me, Pessy. I chose you. You didn't choose me, Oscar. I chose you. I chose you. I chose you. I put you here. Stop complaining about what God did. Ooh, 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 Jesus. That was a good one. Right? I just posted a comment the other day. The, the, the thing you've been complaining about so much, somebody else took the same thing you've been through, and they're winning with it. Well, preach it. Amen. Hallelujah. But God, God shows you. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit that your fruit should remain. You, we're going to get to multiply. But you got to settle the issue here that you've been created. You've been chosen. You're chosen to be here. Chosen. All right. Here we go. Verse 28. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. God blessed them. Then God blessed them. Here's my first point. God blesses at the beginning. 
You were blessed at the beginning. You say, well, Pastor John, I didn't grow up in church. I grew up in some, in some messy stuff. But you, God chose you to be there. And I'm telling you, even in your darkest hour, God blessed you from the jump, from the giddy up. You're blessed. When God created man, he told him that he's made in his likeness and his image. He's created, he's chosen, and that, that, he's, that, that man is there to take dominion, to represent and resemble him. And the first thing he says over them, this is what he said, then God blessed them. He's blessed. The, God blesses at the beginning. God doesn't wait for you to do something good to bless you. God doesn't wait for you to do something right to bless you. God doesn't wait for you to show up to church to bless you. I'm just saying from the onset, the blessing of God is nothing you work for. It is something God gave to humanity at the beginning. And you need to settle the score. And you need to decide within yourself that I am blessed by God. All right? I was playing, praying for uh, Ricky's mom up here. And she got a shirt on that says, blessed. Let me see that shirt. See? Look at blessed. Somebody say hashtag blessed. All right? So, so from God blesses at the beginning. I say God blesses at the beginning. Blessed means abundantly favored. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. Somebody say amen. I'm highly favored. I'm highly favored. Pastor Sean, I know you, some stuff you're dealing with and things you're trying to work out. I know, I know that too, but I'm just here to tell you how it all started. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. God's on me. You hang out with me, you just might get blessed. Might just run over on you. Come on, somebody. You might, you might just look at your neighbor and say, hang out with me. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Say, hang out with me. You're going to get blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. This church is blessed. Boyle Heights is blessed. Your family's blessed. Your children are blessed. You say, Pastor Sean, I'm still working on some stuff. That doesn't change the blessing. Pastor Sean, I'm working out some stuff. Don't change the blessing. Pastor Sean, my kids are acting crazy. Don't change the blessing. Pastor Sean, my, my husband's a knucklehead. Don't change the blessing. Pastor Sean, my wife ain't acting right today. It'll, she'll be just fine. Just hold on. But it don't change the blessing. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm not disregarding your, your, the realities of life, but you got you to stay in the place that God designed. I'm blessed. Highly favored. Highly favored. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Make me want to pray in the Holy Ghost right here. Make me want to pray in tongues up here. Too blessed to be stressed. Come on. You got to push that out of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm blessed. My marriage is blessed. My finances are blessed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Come on now. This church is blessed. And as this church gets blessed, Mendes High School is blessed. Utah Street Elementary is blessed. Glass is blessed. Come on. Pico Garden is blessed. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we're here. The gospel, Jesus. Blessing from the beginning. God said, what did he say first? He blessed them. That's what baby dedications are all about. I'll bless your children. And you can bring them in any age. Any age. You, we call it baby dedications, but, but, but mama and, and, and dads out there, you bring your babies up here. I don't care if they're 17 years old. <laughs> Lay hands on them. Come on, somebody. Bring the whole family up here. Family dedications. <laughs> Come on, somebody say blessed. God's in the blessing business. 
This doesn't take away what I'm about to talk about. This doesn't take away the trials and the fight at times and the struggle at times and having to press through things at times. But you got to understand, positionally, the way God created you was blessed, period. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed coming in. Blessed going out. All right. God blesses at the beginning. I grew up in a broken home, fragmented home, abusive home, drug using, alcohol drinking, busted up home. I was blessed when I came out of that womb. <laughs> Those struggles came through. But here I am at church on a Sunday morning after all I've been through. When I came up out of that womb, I was blessed. And blessed from the beginning. God sent me here. He chose the channel by which I came through, the family and all that, the neighborhood, all that. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed coming into this thing. I came from God. You came from God. You were in Christ before the foundation of the world. Your identity's wrapped in where you came from. You are blessed. I'm here to say you are blessed. I am blessed. A blessing isn't just because you got a raise. You're blessed. It's your, it's your condition. You're, you're not blessed just because you just got married to some fine woman out there. Come on, somebody. Yes, that is a blessing. You know, and that's it. But, but I'm blessed before I married Crystal Gale. She just, she just icing on the cake. Come on, somebody. But I already had me a cake. I was already, I was eating good. Come on, somebody. It just got gooder. But I was blessed before I met this fine black woman on the front row. She brought a blessing into my life. She brought some favor into my life. She put a little pep in my step. She cheered me up a little bit, put a smile on my face. Come on, somebody. But, but I'm here to tell you that before I met this fine black woman, I was already blessed. <laughs> Come on now. Before you got that job, before you got that degree, you were already blessed. It's just little sprinkles from here on out. That's all. It's just little sprinkles. I'm already blessed. This church is already blessed. It's already blessed. It was blessed before we got here. It was blessed before I got here. Blessed before you got here. We're just going to add to it. I'm just here to say, good. this is healthy theology. This is Bible. This is straight up Bible. I'm blessed from the giddy up, from the jump start, whatever you want to say, from the jump, I'm blessed. Stepping outside my house, blessed. Stepping back in my house, blessed. Even on my bad days. Anybody have a bad day? Recently, so people are like, Psh, like every day. <laughs> what you talking about? One bad day? Let's, let's count them, right? Look at you got you got it. <laughs> Who was that? Somebody else. Was that my wife up here? Psh. Come on, girl. We're the pastors here. Don't do that. <laughs> blessed, blessed. Word of God inside of you. Love of God. F God's for you. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Forgiven. Come on now. You, situations you're going through, I, my goodness, I'm still blessed. I can't help myself. I'm so blessed I can't help myself. All right? Here we go. Here we go. Verse 28. That was my first point, okay? All right? Are you guys all right? How much time I got? All right. Here we go. Verse 28. And then God blessed. Somebody say blessed. Come on, say it again. Say it like you mean. Say, I'm blessed. All right, you single women, you're already blessed. You don't need a, a man to make, get, bless you. Excuse me? What, what? What, what? You don't need some Hollywood to come and bless you? Come on, somebody. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need Rico Suave. You're already blessed, girl. You're already blessed. 
Come on, single ladies, say this with me. Say, I don't need no Rico Suave. Come on now. Now, now, I'm not saying you don't want him and you, it ain't going to add to your life because I'm telling you what, my wife was blessed before she met me. I'm just telling you, a whole new level when she married me. Come on now. Come on, man, spattering of applause. Thank you, D. Appreciate that. That was like, just give it to him because he wants it. Just give, give it to him because he wants it. Thank you, Dorita. Come on, give it up for Dorita here, this woman of God right here. Yeah. Come on now, those things are great, but you're already blessed by God. This is an identity thing I'm talking about, not a circumstantial thing. Now, yes, thank you, Lord, man, God bless. I understand that. Oh, I got blessed. Oh, I got blessed. Oh, I got this. Thank Lord. Oh, man, that was a blessing. Oh, man, that's a blessing. Oh, man, that's a blessing. I get all that, but I'm just saying identity, just the way you were created, you don't need nothing else to bless you. God already did it. All right? Hallelujah. Then God bless them. I can't get past the first point. Blessed. Hallelujah. God blessed. I'm highly favored. Bless them. God said to them, here we go. Be fruitful. Before I get to that, I want you to do this. And I said this on Facebook Live prayer this morning. We pray every morning at 7 a.m. on Facebook if you want to join us. And I gave everybody joining in there on Facebook this morning when we were praying. Um, a declaration, and I want you, it's just simple, and, and um, I, want you, I want you to say this, if you're writing, if you're taking notes, I'm blessed by God, all right, I want you to take that home with you, that's your little, that's your little styrofoam plate, take it home, okay, we used to call them doggy bags back in the day, do we still call them that, no, is that, no, okay, uh, take that home with you, I'm blessed by God, when you wake up tomorrow morning, I am blessed by God. Okay? All right? Now it says, be fruitful. Now he blessed them, and he said, now go do something with it. All right? He blessed them, and he said, go do something with it. He blessed them. He said, now be fruitful. He ble- That's how it starts. He blesses you. Now he says, let's go do this. Let's go do something. The word fruitful, if you're taking notes here. It means to cause the blessing to be. It is to actualize in your real life what God put on you from the beginning. That you, regardless of where you are in life, your struggle, your fight, your next thing, your next place, God has blessed you, and he's saying, cause the blessing to to be, bring forth and manifest what God has put on you. Be fruitful, to grow, to increase is what it means. And so if you look... When Jesus said to his parents, I am about my father's business, that word business means to be fruitful. To, I, you know, when, when he was running with the, the leaders of the synagogue and they were like, where's our son? And he said, uh, didn't you know that I was about my father's business being fruitful? And this is the thing is really, this is what it means. It, this is what the business of the kingdom means, or you being fruitful means. It's because there, I was talking to Jennifer about this uh, last night, there is a risk in being fruitful because 
you're going to step outside of something that is comfortable and you're going to have to engage and plant that seed. As Pastor Nick was saying during the offering, you know, so anyway, that God has blessed you and he's going to say, I want you to not live a safe life, a a, a um, comfort zone life. If you're going to bear fruit, think about the farmers. They sow their seed without really any promise of it producing fruit. Because check it out, that seed has to die. And if that seed isn't going to work, it's going to die and there's no way to plant it again. There is a risk in serving God. Why do we always have to try to play this thing called life so safe? so comfortable. And I understand, I'm not saying unsafe as far as foolishness. I just mean unsafe as far as faith and stepping out in what God's called you to do. This is my second point, is refuse to play it safe. If you're going to be fruitful, it's going to cost you your comfortability. It's going to cost you what's comfortable. It's going to cost you with the way things have always been done. If, if we as a church are going to make an impact in our city, we cannot play this thing safe. And we are here in this geographical location and in this, in this environment God has called us to. We are not here because we want to play it safe. Was at Mendez High School preaching the gospel at a public school, preaching the gospel. I was tripping. I was in the gym. Me and Matt and uh, and Jennifer were there, and they they said, "Hey, go." They were like, "Go ahead and preach." And I was in the gym, and I was like, I just felt the presence of God right here, and I was preaching Jesus. I was like, "You got to go through life with God." Who who anyone wants to give your life to Jesus? I mean, every one of those kids had their hands up. I was like, what in the world? This is amazing. I was like, man, I want to preach this. I'm going to be there this Thursday again. But, 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 but why are we so wanting to be blessed and yet play it safe? That blessing's on you to do something dangerous. Do something risky. Do something that takes faith. Peter had to get out of the boat. Read the book of Acts. Those people were not safe with their faith. And safe, playing it safe is an unworthy goal. And I'm going to speak to the men of God in here. We are not called to be safe and tame about everything. We are men. And, and in man, there's a desire to try something, to do something. When I raised my hand to pastor this community, it was not attractive because nobody else was raising their hand. <laughs> Because it was just the state it, our community was in at that point was not easy. But my heart was there, and, uh, and the team knows that was here. And I said, Pastor Jay, I will do that. I went home and couldn't get off the floor. <laughs> no, I was like, but it, was, it wasn't something so padded, so safe, so put together, so like, oh yeah, man, that's gonna, you know, got some perks there. No, 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 no. My wife was like, are you sure? And I was real confident. Yeah, the Lord has spoken, woman of God. And I went over here and went, Jesus, help me, please. <laughs> but playing it safe is not fruitful. You want to be fruitful? It's going to cost you your comfort zone. This is how God, this is how God works. He puts it on you. And he's like, what you going to do with it? What are you going to do 
with it. Fruitful means to cause the blessing to be. This thing is an adventure. This thing is a journey. This thing, this thing, this this gospel of the kingdom of God, faith in Christ is not a safe thing. This is this is this is an adventure. We're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put it all on the table. Come on, somebody. It's gonna be worth it all. And so here we go. What are you gonna do with the blessing that's on you? Well, I'm not blessed. Lie. Eh, wrong answer. I said, what are you gonna do with what God put on you? Woman of God, man of God, what are you gonna do? What, what are you going to push against? What are you going to do with what God put on you? Here's another one. When's the last time you said yes to something that scared you? What's the last time? What's the last time you said yes to something that kind of scared you a little bit? Some of you looking at me like when I said I'd be part of this church, it scared me. <laughs> what's, the, what's the last thing you said yes, Lord, to? What's the last thing you said yes to? Be fruitful. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. They don't have this. I'm going to read it. We're almost done. Are you guys all right? All right. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says this. For we are his workmanship created in Christ. Created in Christ. Here we go. Created. Created in his image in Christ for good works. To do something which God prepared before him that we should We should walk in them. Once again, if you're writing notes, just so you get the scripture down, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, there we go again, beforehand. So God has blessed you beforehand. It's not something you ask for. The blessing on your life is nothing you necessarily ask for. The anointing on your life is nothing you necessarily ask for. The grace on your life is something he put on you. It's the gifts and callings are without repentance. I mean, irrevocable. He put it on you. All right? It says, which God prepared beforehand that what? We should. Not that we always do. But we should walk in them. I'm going to read it again. For we, I'm going, to, I'm going to speak this over you, church. You are his workmanship. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. All right. Let's go back to verse 28 in, in, in Genesis. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. You see the result of multiplication in our life. Whatever that, however that plays out in your life, God chose you. He blessed you. He said, get out of your comfort zone and go, go do something with what I put on you. Play it unsafe. Unsafe for him. Step out there. Do the thing that you know what? I'm going to speak to you as leaders in here. I really feel my spirit that you know why there's so many needs out there? Because so few people step up to solve the problems. So many few. They just watch them happen. 
Watch society happen. Watch a neighborhood go. Watch. What if everybody in this room stepped up to what God had called you to do? And you said, I must, I'm going to do that thing, that dream. And what if I fail? So what? So what? I was just talking to Matthew. He, Matthew Vangalaputi. He's part of our community, but he works mostly on Sundays. He was with us at the high school. He's a pilot. He flies commercial jets. Do you know how many times that smart brother failed math? And he went to summer school because he had to, not because it was leisure and he failed summer school. So every summer he went to school, it was a waste of time because he kept failing. Like science, physics, and math. You would think, man, I don't want to be in that brother's plane. (laughs) And maybe, don't tell him I said that. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. But listen to me. And then he goes to get his license. And they reamed him, and he, you go for like, you go live somewhere. I mean, and all the people he's surrounded by, a bunch of old dudes from the military. And here's Matthew, from a, a punk rock kid, grew up in OC, just playing punk rock Christian music. And there he is, wants to be a pilot, Captain Matthew. And, and he just, he gets eaten, eaten to pieces by these people. Like, he just, he doesn't pass, has to come back home. Gets back out there, tries it with another spot, passes with flying colors. He's like, I don't know where the brother is today. He's probably in, I don't know, Phoenix or what? Where is he? New York. Come on, give it up for Matthew, everybody. (laughs) Be fruitful. He got out of his comfort zone. He went to the high school. He told all the kids, look, guys, I was horrible at school. I mean, you got to be smart to fly those things. But to some, the persistence, he, that, that man of God stepped in there. He leaned into it. And don't think for one minute what God has called you to do is always going to be safe, always going to be easy, never going to be any detours. You know what I'm saying? But you just keep, you stay in there. There's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. Here we go. This is my last point. This is my last point, worship team. You were made to abound. That's what multiply means. Multiply means this. If you're taking notes, multiply means this. Bring in abundance to enlarge to increase all right here we go this is my last verse first corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 i'm gonna encourage you today i believe there is greatness in this church there's greatness inside of you there's greatness inside of you What was my first point before we read this verse? God blesses at the beginning, okay? What was the second one? Don't refuse to play it safe. And then the last one? You are made, made, created. We're talking about Genesis here, people. Be fruitful, unsafe, and multiply. All right? God's in the multiplying business. Multiply means to bring in abundance, to enlarge, to increase. Enlarge my territory, Lord. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. That ought to be our prayers at church. Lord, enlarge my territory. We're actually calling a fast after lunch. So we're going to go eat lunch. Because when you call a fast, you always want to say, hey, we got one more meal. You know what I'm saying? We got one more. So it gives people time to pray and go eat your whatever it is, carne asada. Um, Arroz con gandules, fried chicken, pho, what else? 
Anybody? Who, what are you going to go eat today for lunch? Come on, talk to me, people. You already know. You already yelped it. Where are you going? Pad Thai. Okay, Pad Thai. Anybody like some good Indian food? Chicken tikka masala? Mm, that's good. No? Any? Uh, curry? Hey. All right. Hamburgers and hot dogs, bros? Hamburgers and hot dogs? Okay. Where, where, what was I talking about? Multiply. Oh, we're fasting. No, really, we as a church, and I want to read this verse, but we're, we're, gonna, we're starting a fast. We're going to do a seven-day fast, and we're saying, hey, you could do kind of whatever fast you feel to do. We're not saying it has to be a certain type of fast. But we as a church, we're fasting, which means uh, we're going to, this for the next seven days, after lunch today, and then we're going to break it at lunch next Sunday. And so we're asking everybody that's a part of this community, especially our team and our leaders, just to jump in. And this is the goal for the fast, to get closer to Jesus, less of me, more of him. And that's it, just to push the plate and and receive from him. So whatever that means to you, whatever type of fast, there's a Daniel fast, which is really um, no meats or dairy. It's more of a, you know, or you could do a mix of some people like eat breakfast and fast. You know, there's, there's different kinds. I mean, you could look this up, um, you know, on the internet or whatever. Some of you already know a lot of this stuff, but we're asking us as a church to fast and it's literally, there's no set, um, points. Hey, we're praying for this as a church. No, uh, we just individually want less of us and more of him. And so the Bible says, Jesus said this person had a demon, and he said, these kind don't even come out until you pray and fast. And so there's a certain level of victory and freedom we can experience as individuals and those we're praying for when we fast. Amen? And so I, I want to encourage everybody to do that. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Here we go. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable always here it is abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor being fruitful takes labor it takes work many of you out there you're working hard you're, you're grinding it out whether it's at school and your work or just life in general and I'm just here to encourage you with this scripture my beloved brethren sanctuary Hale, be steadfast and move will always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor your hard work is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.